Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Thank you for listening. This is Sandy Horner, Managing Director, Wealth Management at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Today I'm joined by two colleagues from our financial planning department, Senior Financial Planner Thad Ismart and Financial Planner Tyler Klug. And we want to spend some time with you talking about how you prepare for a growing family. So whether you're at my stage in life, where you have kids that are in college or out of college, or Thad stage, where you have elementary age children, or Tyler and his wife, who are just getting ready for their first child to come in the next month or so, there are things that you need to be thinking about for your growing family. So Tyler Klug, obviously this is top of mind for you. Talk to me a little bit about what you're doing to get ready for your pending bundle of joy. Sure. Well, obviously, you know, having a child and preparing for a child can be very overwhelming, but obviously very exciting as well. Uh, the first thing that really came to our mind was, well, how do we prepare to leave work? So that's something to talk with your employers about, your family about, whoever, your friends, whoever's going to really help you in those first few weeks after um, you know, having the child. How are you going to get through that you know, six to eight week period or whatever amount of time till you're going to either put your child in daycare or are you going to leave work? Um, you know, thinking through those things and talking with your employers you know, early. That way you can plan accordingly. How much time do you have off? Are you going to be working remotely? Can you actually have time off? Um, you know, it can be very you know, overwhelming to think about. Um, it, maybe one spouse is going to be actually leaving the workforce. Is that what's going to happen to you? If that happens, you know, what does your budget look like? What does spending look like? You need to review all of these options. Or if you're both going to be working, what does daycare look like? Are you going to, you know, go to use a daycare that's local? Or is it somewhere closer to work? How much does that cost? Um, is, are you going to utilize maybe grandparents to help you? Um, and then especially spending. Um, spending can be a very overwhelming thing to think about. Daycare is not cheap. Um, but also you know, paying for diapers and all the food and everything. So you want to make sure you're reviewing your budget. Um, thinking through all the additional expenses, like maybe healthcare expenses might go up as well. Now you're adding uh, the new baby to either your plan, your spouse's plan, or you're all going to join on the family plan. So I know there's other things to think about with your employer coverages as well. Um, so Thad, what are some other things yeah, to think about? So, you know, Tyler mentioned that health insurance. Uh, clearly, this is probably a good time to step back and review your options. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so not only health insurance coverage, but additional benefits that may be available to you through your employer. Uh, typically, employers allow you to change or add additional benefits that you have available to you due to a qualifying event, and a qualifying event in this case could be having a child. Uh, you definitely want to review your health insurance coverage. You probably have some sort of health insurance coverage currently, but it may not be the most expensive or it may not help cover most of the out-of-pocket costs associated with having a baby with having a child. This could be due to an extended stay in the hospital or additional procedures or complications. You want to make sure you, re you review your coverage and potentially switch to uh, another plan that offers greater benefits, probably going to have a higher premium, but it'll help cover more of those expensive out-of-pocket costs. 
In addition to that, the other benefits that I mentioned, you may want to look into a flexible spending account, not only for healthcare, but also for dependent care. Uh, the healthcare flexible spending account will help pay for some of the out-of-pocket costs that your health insurance will not provide you, and will also help you pay for dependent care. It could be um, daycare, or it could also be summer camp for your child as they get older. For each dollar you spend through the flexible spending accounts, whether it's healthcare or dependent care, it's probably going to save you somewhere around 40 cents. 40 cents on every dollar. And then lastly, you want to review your insurance coverages. Your insurance coverages, you probably have some sort of insurance coverage now in the event of a premature death. Well, as you grow your family, you're going to have a greater need for life insurance. Not only will you need to replace the income that's gone if you pass away or your spouse passes away prematurely, but you also need to help pay for the expenses that are no longer being covered by your income. In addition, you may want to uh, hire a nanny or help pay for some sort of daycare when one spouse passes away additional life insurance coverage could fill that gap. And you know, an area that a lot of people tend to overlook is if you're fortunate enough to have a stay-at-home parent, you still may need to have life insurance on that parent as well because if anything were to happen and the working parent can't stop working, then you're really gonna need paid professional care. Absolutely, absolutely. Another area that I know I've experienced, for any of you listening that happen to have kids 18 or older, you may have yourself experienced the frustration of trying to work with your kids' doctors when they're, quote, adults in the eyes of the healthcare field, and all of a sudden, as a parent, you're helpless to get information. So you really need to make sure, especially if you have kids away, maybe out of state at college or what have you, that um, especially while those kids may be 18, maybe 19, maybe 20, uh, you know mom and dad are still very much taking care of them, you're going to need the appropriate estate planning type documents, whether it's powers of attorney or things of that nature, so that you can work with your children's doctors. Again, especially more complicated if they're out of state uh, attending college or something else of that nature. What else would you say um, about the estate plan folks need to be thinking of, both from a parent or a grandparent perspective? Well, one thing you'd want to do after creating, drafting your estate documents is update your beneficiary designations. Uh, legally, especially in the state of Maryland, minors cannot own property. They cannot own any uh, type of investment account or inheritance. It will need to go to a custodial account or you would need to create minor's trusts inside of your estate documents, a will or another trust, that are created upon your passing that goes into this trust, their inheritances for the children go into the trusts. So folks, Thad just did a great job of explaining this, but this is an area we see every single week people making mistakes. So to be crystal clear on that, you cannot list your minor children as beneficiaries of your 401k, your TSP, your 403b, your IRA, correct? You can do it through a trust or a custodial account or other mechanisms like that, but you can't put Johnny and Susie down as the beneficiary if they're minors. Well, you can, but there has to be some careful planning. And the careful planning is where an estate attorney would come into play that says that anything that goes to the child will go into a custodial account. That's named in your will. But that's usually not perf preferable. The reason is that if it goes into a custodial account as opposed to a minor's trust, once they turn the age of majority, anything that they inherit is theirs and they can go spend it on a vacation, a car, whatever they want. Legally, it's theirs. Whereas a minor's trust that's created upon your passing can put guardrails, meaning that you can dictate 
as to how often and how frequently they get those funds. You could set up a trust for adult children, meaning they get access to it to the funds at 25, age 25, 30, and 35. Anything you can think of, you can add. The custodial account does not have those parameters. They do not have the guardrail. Tyler, so you and Shana now have, I'm guessing, approximately 18 years and one month to prepare yourselves to send your uh, new arrival um, when he, she shows up here shortly to college. What should folks be doing to think about that college savings plan? Sure, well, depending on which state you're living in, um, this is something we can certainly help you with, or this is what we help our clients think through, but which maybe 529 account should you set up? Uh, the 529 is an education savings account that you can open up designed to save for college, and there's either state tax benefits, but also uh, maybe a state tax deduction, for example, depending on which state you reside in and which account you open up but also any of the funds that you contribute to a 529 grow tax-free as long as used for college. So that's certainly something you know we're planning for you know, after we think through all the other uh, you know, overwhelming things that we just described. Um, but we're certainly gonna be setting up 529s and starting to hopefully save uh, for college fairly soon. Excellent. So folks, if you want a little bit more information, I wanna make sure that you're aware on our website, bwfa.com, we have a webinar. It's about an hour long. It's called P Planning for a Child or a Grandchild. Uh, we also will host that webinar in a live format several times throughout the course of 2023. So whether you wanna watch the recorded version or sign up to attend the next live presentation, you can get additional information there. And as I mentioned earlier, lots of tax and financial planning and estate planning discussions uh, today during this podcast. So be sure to check with your financial advisor, your tax advisor, your financial planner. And as always, if you would like some resources from Baltimore, Washington financial advisors, we would be pleased to have that conversation with you for which there is never a charge or any obligation. In the meantime, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.